It is September 8th. We are in the prime time playoff race when it comes to the MLB season here. I'm Steve Armato. I'm back with my guy, Steve Inman. Steve and Steve, coming to you late today. Had some stuff to do in the morning, but you know, we're back. We're daily dingers. That means daily, and we show up. So before we get started here, Steve, how are you doing, my friend? Haven't seen you in a bit. Steve, my friend, it's great to talk to you. I love talking a little baseball with you. Yes, we're a little later in the day. I don't usually get to see you in the afternoon, but it's still going to be a great time. It's great. And for those of you underway, for those of you who want to know how late we are, uh, Mariners Astros just started. So um, I'm going to stay away from that one here, although you could take Kyle Seeger to Homer if you want, but that's besides the point. Um, anyway, before we begin, we're going to stay, we're going to go NL right now. We're going to stay with the playoffs coming up here. Stay NL. Which I want I want to talk about this. Which pitching staff do you trust the most in October? Brewers, Giants, Dodgers. Those are the big three. So out of those three, who do you trust the most? Yeah, I mean, obviously with the Dodgers veteran experience, you know, you trust them a lot. But I'm gonna go with the Brewers here. You know, this has been the best pitching staff in the game all season long. You know, Brandon Woodruff has postseason experience. He looks like one of the, the favorites for the Cy Young. We've seen Corbin Burns' his breakout season. You might you can make the case that he has the best pure stuff in all of baseball. And, you know, Freddie Peralta has been amazing. And the fact that he's their number three when he could be, you know, an ace in 20 different places. And then you go to the back end of that bullpen. We've seen that formula for success in the playoffs before with Josh Hader, who is to me the best reliever in baseball, and Devin Williams, the best eighth inning man in baseball. That is a special group. And – you get into the postseason when you don't need a fifth starter. You don't really sometimes need a fourth starter. And you can say, hey, those three guys are going to be my guys. As long as they don't get too fatigued from these extra innings as young guys, I think this is the best pitching staff in the game. Yeah, so I uh, I agree with you there. You made some fantastic points about the Brewers. I'm also like head of the Cor- Corbin Burns fan club. I don't know if you've – if you've heard me say that on here, I love that guy. I love watching him pitch. Um, you can't say enough about Woodruff. Can't say enough about Peralta. That pen is ridiculous. Um, so I don't want to trash the Giants here. I don't trust them in the playoffs just yet because all those guys seemed like they were done before this year, and suddenly now they're having like an unbelievable year, like Logan Webb, uh, Gosman, Disclafani. You know, like. That's fine. I don't want to trash them. I'm not trashing them. I think they're great. I just don't trust them as much as I trust the Brewers. And I want to talk about the Dodgers a little bit. So you made a very good point about the Brewers having the best bullpen in probably the league here. Yeah. But you also made a good point about when you get into the postseason, right? You don't need a five-deep starting rotation. So – I think the Dodgers actually do have a good bullpen. They, I do. Now, do you think that bullpen gets better in the postseason if you add a guy like, say, Urias goes into the pen? Or let's say Kershaw is not fully stretched out and he's got to come out of the pen. Do you, does that make them a better staff in a playoff situation than the Brewers? Or do you think it's – the Brewers are just still better because they're the way they're structured is just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think it makes that big of a difference. You know, we haven't seen Kershaw in that kind of role 
And, you know, he's a starter. So it's like, if you're going to go hit him for short relief, that's pretty much it for two, three, four days, right? So you're talking about him as either a long man to save a, save a game, which I don't think there's that much value in, or you're talking about him as a short reliever, which I would rather just keep him in the rotation. So I don't think there's a ton of value there. I think it, they do have a good bullpen, but at the end of the day, like I trust Josh Hader and Devin Williams a lot more than a guy like Kenley Jansen, you know, and the other setup men in LA. And that's not to say they don't have a good bullpen. It's just not an elite bullpen. Yeah. I mean, I do like Kniebel. The guy, the guy Gratterall is like, he's ridiculous because he throw. he looks like he's just playing darts and he's throwing absolute cheese whiz at one-on-one. Um, but also, I agree with you. I think just the the Brewers pen is ultimately better. Now we haven't gotten to see them in like a in like like the Dodgers won it last year. I still think sixty game win is fraudulent. I know they went to Game Seven of the World Series a couple of years ago, whatever that is. Um, but in a playoff situation, I feel like you're right, and I feel like we're on the same page. I feel like you gotta go with. I feel like the the Brewers, and I think the Brewers are like I know all, there's all this power in the AL. Right, the AL lineups, but if you run into the Brewers, what are you going to do if you can't score? I mean, I think it's going to be a low-scoring series regardless because I don't like the Brewers' offense. I mean, Christian Yelich is not having a good season. There's a lot of talk about his back problems and how we're not sure when he's ever going to be healthy. Keston Hira might be the worst player in baseball this year. He's bad. He's, he's a dynasty guy for me. He's, he's striking out half of his at bats. He's basically out of the picture at this point. I don't love their offense. You know, they've gotten a pretty good year out of William Damas in a, in a trade with the Rays where you can make the case that it's one, it's one or two of the only trades we've seen in the last decade that the Rays have lost. But at the same time, it's not a great offense. And I trust the Dodgers to be able to hit a Brewers pitching staff more than I trust the Brewers to hit the Dodgers pitching staff, if that helps. Yeah, I mean, it – it does that the the Dodgers. The problem with the Dodgers is that that lineup is so deep. Yeah. Right. You don't get a break until you get to the pitcher, and then it starts all over again. So, and then if say the Dodgers do make the World Series and you go play in the AL Park, you have no break. There is no break in that lineup. So, I do think. To me, it's like I know the Giants are a great story this year and everything, and they probably will win the the, the West. Um, but at the end of the day, I still think it's Dodgers, Brewers, LCS. Those are two, to me, those are the two best teams in the NL. We're not going to talk about the AL today. We could actually, I think AL is a good topic for another time. We're actually going to get a little AL wild card later. We're going to touch on it a little bit, but I think right now, do you disagree? Brewers, Dodgers? Is that like the NL? No, I think that's totally it right now. I mean, the NL East has been full of frauds all year long, even when our frogs were leading the frogs. But at the same time, it's fraudulent. I, I don't love the Cardinals. You've seen the Padres come back down the earth. I The Reds are just too inconsistent where every year it seems like they either have a great offense and no pitching or a great pitching staff and no offense. This year they're back to hitting, and you don't know where the pitching is coming from. I don't know how they can do that every other year with more or less the same roster. But at the same time, it's Dodgers, Brewers, the two most consistent teams, two of the most special pitching staffs we've seen in a long, long time. But at this time, I just think the Dodgers are the most complete team in all of baseball, and I think it's their World Series to lose. Agreed. 
Agreed. Let's see what happens. Can they go back to back and not make it fraudulent? Let's see. Um, I'm just going to keep saying that because I'm just a bitter Mets fan. So anyway, let's move into today. Um, we got some bets. Um, first best bet of today. Um, it is Wednesday, September 8th, like we said, late start here. But what do you got, Steve? So I've been betting against this guy for the last couple of weeks, Tristan McKenzie. I'm flipping the script here. He's been unreal, basically, since I started doing this. Uh, he's playing pitching his best baseball of his young career, 1.85 ERA since the beginning of August. Batters are hitting just 121 off him in that span. He's facing the Minnesota Twins and a guy named Joe Ryan making his second career pitching appearance ever. I like the Indians here. You can get them on points bet at minus 136 on the money line. I love that. Um, I love that. I, Tristan McKenzie's been like his – He's been ridiculous. Like, and like I've been like, no, he's too small. He's a reliever. He's got a six ERA, and now he's just pitching lights out again. And you, you can't be too stubborn when it comes to betting. You got to be able to say, okay, this isn't working. Let's reverse course because if not, you're going to lose a lot more money. So I also laughed a little bit when you said Joe Ryan was pitching for the Twins because the Twins legitimately have just a bunch of pitchers who are like creative players in yeah. MLB the show, but like the first creative player that has no attributes that has no, like that has no, like that might be what happened here. It's like, Joe, like think about it. They got Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober and Griffin Jacks. They got three generic creative players. It's like ridiculous. I laugh every time I hear one of them pitching. So I had, if to you laugh put them all next to each other, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one's which, but no, at the same have, time, I'm not betting on any of them to be successful against the Indians today. No, not at all. I mean, I also like, I feel like, you know, the Indians are a weird team to me. Aren't the Indians a weird team to you um, in a way? Because like they started off, they started off like they were in a, they started off good. Like they were like kind of like behind the, the White Sox and then they just, they fell apart. I feel like that team is, is a team that's, in need, I, I don't. We don't have to talk about this in depth, but I feel like that team is like a superstar and a and an ace away, possibly. Like I think Jose Ramirez is great. I don't think he's a superstar though. Yeah. So Steve, I do believe Jose Ramirez is a superstar. It's just they need another superstar to go with him. They need that Francisco Lindor, that two ninety hitting shortstop with great Gold Glove defense and power. They don't have that right now, obviously. And then they're missing the ace. They're missing Shane Bieber, who has been out for the season, basically. And we don't really know what's wrong with him. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't seem to know that. And, you know, you talk about a team that over the last four, three, four years has dumped Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer. Now they lost Shane Bieber. You know, Carlos Carrasco had a great year for them last year. So they've lost all this talent, and yet they keep – staying competitive they're not a championship team by any stretch of the imagination but they're they're good they're decent they're a team that can keep people invested in this season all year long and they just need more and until this farm system is built back up again they're not going to have more yeah it's weird that they just basically gave up i just got rid of everybody it was everybody. weird um, jose ramirez the only one they kept and that's because they got him on a sweetheart deal a few years ago i know i know if Maybe, not he'd be I, gone too I guess he is a superstar, but the rest of that team is just not very like, Fermil Reyes isn't, isn't bad, but they need no. like they need like three other guys, you know? They need so. a few other guys. I mean, I would put Jose Ramirez as a top five third baseman. I think that's where he's at. I wouldn't put him number one, but I would put him in that top five, and to me that means he's a superstar. All right, that's fair enough. I'll take I'll take the L there. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go underdogs. What do you got going on today? 
So I'm taking the Blue Jays. They're red hot. They've won nine of 10. They're at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees, for some reason, are just back to not hitting right after we crown them back. They're just not hitting again. There's you know, a new article every 20 minutes about how Glaber Torres is a disaster. He didn't even play yesterday. They got Blue Jays got Alex Manoa on the mound. He's been really good. He's versing Luis Gill, who, you know, has been okay. He's been pretty good. He's uh only 15 innings in his career. So I like the Blue Jays here at Yankee Stadium, plus a hundred on points bet with the money line. I do like that. And actually, we were so caught up. We actually, folks, we had some technical difficulties. And in that time span, I actually forgot to give my lock in the process. Um so before we go, I'll start, I'll start with, the, I, by the way, I was going to, I was, the Blue Jays were going to be one of my picks today. I think it's, they're a better pitching matchup. I think they're a freight train right now. And I think they're coming for the Yankees. Yankee fans don't want to hear that, but they're coming for them. So apologies, my dog's in the background being a psycho. Um, I'm doing, uh, my lock today is Red Sox first five money line, minus 120. So I had a nice stat yesterday about the Rays and their last 30 days against lefties. Um, and that held true. They demolished uh, the Red Sox last night. And today, kind of the same thing with the Red Sox. Actually, the Red Sox are first in OPS against left-handed pitching as a team the last 30 days. They've been 863 OPS last 30 days. 863 OPS last 30 days. Um, with 47 home runs in that span, which is tied for second in the majors. Tonight, they get Shane McClanahan at home. They really do need to win the game. I don't know if they'll win the game because the Rays are just – the Rays are really frigging good. I keep saying that. Um, but I do like them first five, so I'll take that at minus 120. Yeah, you've been killing these first fives. Every time we talk about a game, you know, it seems like that team blows the game, but you got them first five, and uh, you got to give you credit for that. We call that a D-back special, buddy. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, piggybacking off that, my underdog is not really an underdog. It's just a plus money bet. Um, we got plus money. We have Pirates Tigers over five. Just bad baseball. Love me some bad baseball. That's plus 100. Um, listen, we got two pitchers that aren't very good. One of them, Mitch Keller. He's coming off six innings giving up no runs against the Cubs. His ERA is 6-2-3 on the season, and he's 4-10, and so that is not going to happen again. Then on the other side for the Tigers, you got Matt Manning. He's got a 6-2-9 ERA. He's coming off a brutal eight earned run in three and two-thirds innings performance against the A's his last time out. I expect both of those to meet in the middle, so I'm actually going to call it 3-3 after four innings, which is actually going to be a good start for the both of them. But that gets you over that five, so uh, plus 100. I like it. First five. Over five. Yeah, those first five, I can't doubt you on those, and uh, I'm excited. That's it. All right, let's go, Steve, to our daily dinger. Who do you got going with? I'm going with Bo Bichette of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's facing Luis Gill, who's allowed zero home runs in 15 and two-thirds innings. He is due. And at that Yankee Stadium, you know, Bichette is a power hitter himself. He's got 21 on the year, and he's plus 600 on points bet to homer, so great odds there. And somebody's going to go yard at that little ballpark. They, yeah, somebody is going to go yard in that little ballpark. I'm going with Matt Chapman. He's at plus 430. I'm going to keep it simple. Um, he's 7 for 17 off Dallas Keuchel with two doubles and three home runs. Plus 430 is juicy. I know home run props in Oakland can be scary, but when somebody owns a pitcher the way uh, Chapman does Keuchel, I love it. I'll take that every single time. Yeah, I mean, you love those numbers. You love the history there. And Dallas Keuchel has not been good this year. So the soft-tossing lefty, I like it. All right. So uh, finally, because I don't choose these, only you and Jack do, 
nerfy. I feel like I know where you're going, but let's let's hear your nerfy. Yeah, there was a bunch of different candidates, but why not go back to the well? We've been killing these with uh, the Mets and the Marlins. It's Rich Hill and Sandy Alcantara, minus 125 on DraftKings. You don't love those odds, but at the same time, feels awfully juicy. If the, if the Marlins can just get past Pete Alonso, who's been crushing it lately, you're good to go. You know, he's got 32 on the year, but just walk him. If you walk him, you're fine. So I like that a lot. You know, Alcantara's had a great year. And, uh, and Rich Hill is always good for four innings. So why not go with that today in, uh, in Miami? Yeah, for, he's good for four ah. innings. First time through the lineup is always good for him. After that, you know, it gets a little dicey. So I do like that a lot. Um, again, apologies for uh, my dog just being a lunatic in the background. We, we always like taking the Mets in a nerfy because they've been just an anemic offense. However... I don't know, man. They got to win some games. I know as Met fans, we like to vent on this thing. You, they they got to – I mean, I, the thing is, I still do believe that they're in it. Here's why I believe they're in it. That, Whoa, Steve, Steve, this is a hear, turn. Steve, just hear me out. This is why they're still in it and keeping people watching. This could change over the next couple of weeks, though, with like the Brewers and the Yankees and stuff. They only need to be within three of the Braves before the final series of the season because they got three with the Braves to end it. Yeah, I just don't think they're better than the Braves. So, like, yes, they could be within three and be mathematically alive. But, like, at the same time, you know, I just don't see them doing – first of all, I don't see them doing that. And I don't see them sweeping the Braves in the last series of the year in in Atlanta. You know, that seems crazy to me. We just talked about how good the Brewers are. You got to play them still. You got to play the Yankees still, who, of course, now that they're cold, the Mets are going to get them hot again. You know that's happening. And oh, yeah. Once you blow a 9 nothing lead, I know you won that game. Once you blow a 9 nothing lead, you're not a contender. And then the very next day, Edwin Diaz blows the game they just had to have. And so, you know, they're, what, they're two over? They're a game over? They're a game over 500 right now. They're a 500 team. It is what it is. And I think the bigger issue is, what the heck is going on with Jacob DeGrom? You know, now it's, oh, he's a torn UCL, partially, but he's fine. And we saw over the weekend, you have the, uh, the reporters like Tacoma going, Hey Jake, what's going on with your, uh, with your elbow? You ready? Cause he's throwing, you know, he's tossing it a hundred you know, feet and he just hops the fence and runs out of there. Go check that out on SNY's uh, Twitter account. They have the video of it. Yeah, it's not great. Not great. And so like, I'm not really worried about this last three weeks of a terrible Met season. I'm worried about what's going to happen next year. If DeGrom is not ready to go. I agree. I think he should sit and not pitch the entire off season and or season the rest of this the concern season. is though like you won't know if that's the case you won't know if he's ready to go for next year because all of a sudden he can get to spring training yet be like yeah my elbow's barking and then you miss him even more time i know it's an issue um you know what that's an issue for future steve and steve to worry about love it yeah this does not happen in today all right listen steve thank you once again for joining me sir um i'm sure you're going to I mean, you're back every week, so the next one is probably next Tuesday. I don't know what the schedule is yet, but we will see. Everybody else, don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Those are your best bets for Wednesday, September 8th. For Steve Inman, I'm Steve Armato. We will see you tomorrow.